Welcome. In this episode, we explore the potential of a deep and clear repentance. Christ walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Remember, you got to stay cool to rule. That means you got to walk with Jesus in your garden in order to exercise your dominion capacity in Christ. We always want to look to the inspired scriptures for prayer architecture for effectual prayer. So we see these patterns and these precedents even in the Old Testament, which find their fulfillment in Christ. Today's prayer dynamic goes back to the Old Testament, specifically Joel chapter 1 and verse 14. Consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly. The New American Standard translates it as solemn assembly. Gather the leadership and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. The sacred assembly or the solemn assembly was a special convocation of fasting and prayer to meet the moment. In Leviticus 23, which speaks of the feast of the Lord, One of the feasts was called the Feast of Tabernacles, and on the eighth day, there was to be a sacred assembly or a solemn assembly was called, an offering to the Lord was presented, and it specifically says there that no customary works were to be done on that day. Now, this dynamic of the solemn assembly was a time of deep sincerity, seriousness, even earnestness, even a sense of of gravity. And the prayer dynamic today is to consider repentance. Repentance in the Greek word of the New Testament means to literally change the mind. When we take in the the scope of God's truth, we understand that Jesus is looking for a change in lifestyle. We follow him. We yoke up with him. We learn from him. There's the changing of the mind. And repentance is an it's a gift. It's an opportunity to repent out of things. The only way to get out of deeply scripted issues in our lives or even blind spots that we don't know about is to have them exposed by the light of God and to repent our way out of them. We want to say with the psalmist, Lord, deliver me from presumptuous sins. We want to say with David in Psalm 139, search me, O God. Know my heart, try me, know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I heard a statement recently that in boxing, it's the punch that you don't see coming is the one that can put you on the canvas. We have blind spots, we have openings in our lives that we need to close these loops and repent. And many times these things will talk to us and bring us to a place before the Lord where we will say, search us, O God expose us, show us, grant us the gift of a deep and clear repentance. We want to align with the prayer architecture that Jesus gave us in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. This could be in our personal lives. I'm telling you, it is in our personal lives. It's in our relationships, our families, our family systems. What do we need to repent of? Organizations, businesses, even communities of faith. Read Revelation 2 and 3, where Jesus gives us examples of seven churches in Asia Minor, how he dealt with them and exposed things that he wanted to change. We need to repent in the sphere of government and even at a national 
level, tap this dynamic of solemn assembly. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. The Greek word is homologia. It means to say the same as. If we will agree with God and say the same thing that he says about our sin, we can renounce it. He will cleanse us. There's a teaching in extreme grace theology today which says that we don't need to repent anymore. We don't need to confess our sins. It's all taken care of when we first come to Christ. I'm saying that's an error. The Lord will bring us. What did he do in Revelation 2 and 3 with Christian churches? He told them to repent. I don't understand it. Homologia, saying the same thing as God says about areas that need to be cleaned up. We are kingdom agents. The Lord will rinse us. It's the washing of water by the word, Ephesians 5. James 1, we lay aside filthiness and the abundance of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to bring salvation. Paul wrote to Titus and said in chapter 3, verse 5, he spoke of the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. That's an ongoing process in our lives. We want to say with David in Psalms 26, I will wash my hands in innocence, so I will go about your altar, O Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name humbly. We ask, Father, that through your spirit and through the word, that you will give us a deep, clear repentance. Expose blind spots in our lives personally, in the relational space, our family systems, expose things that are wrong in our organizations, even Christian organizations, nonprofits, for-profit businesses, in our communities of faith, our churches, in the government, in the nations of the earth. Come through like a refiner's fire, we pray in Jesus' name. Redemptively expose these areas so that we can appropriate the redemption of Christ to these areas forgiveness, cleansing, redemption. Show us, may we wash our hands in innocence. I pray that you would show us this prayer precedent of the solemn assembly, even if we're not in a massive gathering like the Israelites in the Feast of Tabernacles. May that dynamic flow into our personal prayer closet. May we cluster online and pray together. May we pray with our our spouses, our relationships, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our friends, our families, our family systems, our extended families. May the cleansing of Jesus, his blood, his word, the regeneration and cleansing of the Holy Spirit be in high gear in our lives. May there be a reset. May we walk in higher levels. May old habits and deep scripting be removed from our lives in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. We're so grateful to the Lord, aren't we, friend, that Jesus has, I mean, think of it, a second member of the Godhead, the Son of God, has come to the earth and given his life to cleanse us, his shed blood to cleanse us. We have to avail ourselves. We have to remember that. Take communion. 
I was reading in 1 Corinthians this morning, as often as we do it, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In chapter 10, he says that is not the, is not the sharing in, in the wine and in the bread a sharing in the blood and body, a communion in the body and blood of the Lord. He's given himself. We have to take time. This is a priority to do. I, I really believe that. Can I encourage you to take this kingdom prayer dynamic into your personal prayer time and even into your connections with others in prayer? And here's an invite to explore another podcast I host, Jesus Smart, the podcast. Jesus is brilliant. He knows how this life works best. Simply search Jesus Smart on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite listening options. Thank you for praying with me. Wild Ox Prayer, untamed, mighty prayer for culture, society, and the nations. For notes and more, watch for wildoxpodcast.com going live soon.